Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking living life tips. Today we're using the AOTA sheet. Occupational therapy's role in mental health promotion, prevention, and intervention with children and youth. The cafeteria, creating a positive mealtime experience. One of my favorite areas to actually work with children in the school during the day when I'm in my brick and mortar school in my site, which is five to seven year olds. I love actually joining them in the mealtime in the cafeteria because it happens to be a struggle for a lot of our kids, especially kids with special needs, which is the site I work at. A lot of the elements of the cafeteria is very difficult for children, especially young children, especially special needs. The cartons they're given, the items they're given are so difficult to open and they need assistance. And a lot of times, a lot of assistance might be given to them without them letting themselves learn how to do it. You know, if the people do it for them, they'll never learn. But if you assist the children for them to learn how to do it, then they'll learn. We had a kid who came in who couldn't even use the utensils. And now we gave utensils at every mealtime. We keep giving utensils at, as a, at every mealtime excuse me, and now he's able to hold it really almost by himself, which is a big win. And those cartons of milk, very difficult to open for kids, but we try to help them with that. And the cereal boxes, everything is so tight, so difficult. But if we help them learn how to open it, that's a big win. So the cafeteria for me, at least is a wonderful element for OT to help with kids. And hopefully we can help with a lot of kids here on the tip series in the OT talk show. So let's see what we could do. Occupational therapy practitioners use meaningful activities to help children and youth participate in what they need or want to do in order to promote physical and mental health and well-being. OT practitioners focus on participation in many areas. We've talked about education, play and leisure, social participation, activities of daily living, the ADLs, eating, dressing, hygiene, for example, instrumental ADLs, for example, preparing meals and shopping, sleep and rest, and work. These are the usual occupations of childhood. Task analysis is used to identify factors, for example, sensory, motor, social, emotional, and cognitive that may limit successful participation across various settings such as school, home, and community. Activities and accommodations are used in intervention to promote successful participation in these settings. So we're going to talk about the cafeteria, but before we do that, let's just move backwards. In occupational performance, how might the cafeteria influence occupational performance? Occupational therapists and cafeteria staff can work together to create a positive cafeteria environment in order to help the students with different areas such as social participation, the ADL, activity of daily living, of eating, education, and sleep. And we'll just focus on it for a second. In social participation, the kids can learn appropriate mealtime behaviors and manners to talk at an appropriate volume, chew with their mouth closed, to clean up after lunch, to learn appropriate social behaviors. For example, how to initiate conversations and appropriate listening skills, how to prevent social exclusion and bullying of other students. In the ADL eating, the students can learn to enjoy eating lunch and breakfast in the cafeteria. The students can learn to eat more lunch or breakfast. The students can learn healthy eating habits and develop a positive relationship with food, especially with the Choose My Plate initiative we talked about last year with healthy eating habits and how to eat at an even pace and without hurrying, and especially to use utensils and napkins properly, which for me is a big one, and also to open the packages and all the things that the food come in, if they're sealed or not. 
and to learn to advocate for one's sensory needs in order to feel relaxed during lunch and for kids to learn independence and self-feeding, also a very big one for me. Education-wise, we want the kids to be ready to concentrate and learn in the afternoon. They have to eat well in order to play well, eat well in order to learn well. And we want the kids to feel positive about and more connected to school. And we want the kids to be able to feel rested and restored for the rest of the school day. You know, a car needs its energy, needs its fuel, the gas, and us and our children and our students need our fuel with the food and the drink. And if they don't get that properly by being able to access it properly, if they can't open the drinks, they can't use the utensils, they're not going to be able to access the food. They're not going to have the fuel for the good day to learn well. And then it's going to be a downhill thing. It's going to be an uphill struggle, but it's going to be downhill from there. So the cafeteria could be a place to enjoy a meal and socialize with peers. Lunch should be an enjoyable part of the school day as well as breakfast for students, offering a break from classroom work and a place to relax, socialize, and become nourished. Meal times in the cafeteria can also be used to promote healthy eating habits and encourage children to try new foods. The cafeteria, the CAF, especially in elementary school, can be one of the best contexts where appropriate social interaction and behavior is modeled and taught. It is important for supervising adults to interact with students in positive ways without resorting to strict discipline. Learning these skills in the early grades can potentially help prevent more disruptive behaviors in the cafeteria in later grades. A lot of times there's not enough staff in the cafeteria. A lot of people are on their lunch or on their break, and some people have lunch duty. And unfortunately, some places might show movies or the like, and some people might have a lot of shouting going on. But really, it could be a great element, a great atmosphere for really getting those skills honed in on and really getting them developed. Consider the cafeteria a place to embed services. Occupational therapy skull food practice includes eating, mealtimes, and social participation, just like I talked about in the beginning of this episode. As such, it makes sense for OTs to embed services in this natural context with a focus on helping create a positive cafeteria environment so that all students can enjoy their meals and I would say access their meals, access the food with the utensils and with the ability to open in those packages and access all their food and socialize with friends. Lunchtime and breakfast time is a naturally occurring non-academic time of day for social and emotional learning, especially explained by Hayne Wilkins and Anderson 2012. Team collaboration is essential. Building a positive cafeteria climate is a team effort that includes administrators, teachers, cafeteria supervisors, food service personnel, students, and parents. There could be challenges in the cafeteria. School cafeterias may not be pleasant environments if students are not allowed to talk during meals and feel pressured to eat. That's why I didn't understand different contexts, different environments. I've seen a school where they play a movie the whole time, and I have no idea why. They don't like noise. They don't like the kids to talk, which is crazy because kids are in class all day. They're challenged to learn, and they only have such limited amount of time to talk and be kids and to play. And when you take that away, that's a big deal to take that away. We need the kids to be able to talk and be able to socialize with their friends. We don't want them to feel pressured to eat and pressured to be like a drone and a robot. We want them to be kids. Disruptive behaviors and bullying in the cafeteria can spill over into the classroom. Also, the pressure to eat fast may hinder making good food choices and cause more food waste. Benefits of a pleasant cafeteria experience can be possible. When the cafeteria environment is pleasant, students eat more of their lunch and breakfast, do better in their academic work, and have fewer behavioral problems from the Center for Eco-Literacy 2010. 
Professional recommendations. We should educate cafeteria supervisors and students. In the beginning of the school year, provide in-service education and follow-up coaching to cafeteria supervisors on strategies for creating a positive cafeteria experience. Help supervisors learn what to say and do to create a calm and comfortable environment. You could provide a short in-service to students at the beginning of the school year to educate them on appropriate mealtime behavior, manners, and ways to make mealtimes pleasant. There could be a way to promote positive mealtime behavior, provide information to cafeteria supervisors on strategies for promoting positive behavior in mealtime manners and handling problem behaviors. Of course, this doesn't only have to be the OT's role. This is why we give the information. It could be for the teachers. It could be for any staff. It could be even parents recommending things like this. Implementing preventative programs based on positive behavioral intervention and supports could be also well-advised. Clearly, posting rules may foster good behavior, have students work together, to clear and wipe the tables and sweep underneath so that the next group of students has a clean place to eat. This teaches respect for others. In one of my schools in the beginning, in a high school, one of the jobs in one of the classrooms was, was actually cleaning up, which I thought was phenomenal. It was good vocational training. Also, we could foster enjoyable social interaction. Consider providing round tables with chairs instead of rectangular tables with benches to decrease the number of students in a space, giving students a less crowded, more social place to eat. I would also add that this could be good for seating and positioning because a lot of times the benches, especially for young kids, the feet don't reach the floor. And if the feet don't reach the floor, they don't have that base of support. They don't have the stability. They don't have the good posture. Like we talked about in the other episodes, seating and positioning, then they won't be at that 90-90-90. They won't be at the most possible, most positive way to eat, most positive way to interact with their surroundings. Encouraging inside voices and signaling when noise levels get too loud helps promote a calmer, more pleasant environment. We're going to stop here. We're going to do part two next time here on OT Talk with Mr. T, focusing on the cafeteria. Join us and hope to see you then. And I'm your host, Mr. T.